I got accused of murder, and my face was all over Facebook, and people was actually posting my mother's home address so they could come kill me. My brother, my brother, my brother, my brother. What up with you, bro? How you been? Man, I've been all right, man. How about you? I've been good. Chilling. Just working. Ladies, ladies and gentlemen, before we continue this, this is my brother. This is Henry right here. So, man, it's, it's been a while. It's been a while. We actually tried, funny story, we tried to do this podcast how many times? It was like. I think this would be the third time. It's the third, third time's a charm. Yeah, third time is a charm. Third time's a charm. So it it was it was always it was always something, but man, ain't nothing gonna stop stop us from doing this. And I'm just glad you're here, bro. Glad we're able to, you know, do this. Glad I'm able to see you, glad I'm able to talk to you and just get a piece of your heart today. Nah, same here, bro. I appreciate you having me, feel me? I ain't seen you in a minute, but I'm glad you're here. Yeah. So how let's backtrack. How did we how did we meet, man? while ago we met we were going to church to be honest right 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 this had what was it, three four no 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 like two years ago three years ago three years ago 2020 the time flies bro yeah time flies time bro flies. wow three years ago wow that's it crazy. doesn't even feel like it's three years ago nah, i don't feel like three years at all wow so that is wow it is time has gone <laughs> i feel like i saw you like I saw you last summer. Right. I feel like last summer was like three months ago. <laughs> time time goes quick, man. And so we did, you're right. You We did meet at um, church. We met at Bible study. I remember um, you first came in and you were chill, chill, quiet. But there was something about you, man, that um, just something that I could relate to, you know, with you. And, um, just very welcoming, inviting soul. And you, you, you were very, you're very quiet, but. Now, once you get to know me, like, right. You got to really talk to me to get to know me, you know? Yeah. 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 That's really what it is. But it was, it was, I was quiet when I went in there. I didn't speak to nobody. I was, I was actually there cause the girl who used to braid my hair told me to pull up cause she said that there's good. It's a good church. You know, it's a good Bible study. Like, yeah. it'll help me. And back then, I was going through some, like, I was at a depressing stage of life. Mm-hmm. But when I went to church, it was good. <clears throat> you know, it felt like home. And I've never been comfortable to speak about certain things that I did, especially with you, just knowing you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know you from a can of wall, but I walked in there and I felt like I knew you for seven years. That's how I felt, bro. <laughs> That's literally, literally how I felt. Literally, like the bond, the friendship, especially with Garrett. Shout out my, shout out my boy G, man. Shout out G, Yo, man. Go follow him. You feel me? Garrett, Garrett the the rapper. Garrett the rapper. Follow yes. my man's, bro. He's gonna be on here very soon. He'll be on the podcast soon, and that'll be an amazing story. Yes. So it was when when you came. I want to know how you how did you feel like. Um, Cause you said you were you were feeling like you were at a really low point in your life. 
I felt lost at first uh-huh. when I got there. I was going through like a very bad breakup. I don't know if you remember, but yes, I do. Yeah, I was going through a big breakup. I was with a girl for thirteen years, and yeah. at that time, we split it. And not only that, but I had certain things on the side I was going through in life too. But that breakup was the main thing that hit me hard in life. You know right. that I went to church and I went to the Bible study. I used to always study the Bible, even as a kid, though, when I was, like, 13, 14. I read the Bible with my family. Right. So, like, God has always been in my life. And my grandmother, you feel me, rest in peace. But she always used to tell me, like, believe in God. Yo, isn't there just something about grandmothers and, and God, bro? Like, if if there's one person in everybody's family that's always praying for them. It's and the, it, grandma, it's bro, the grandma, bro. the grandma. <laughs> Like, it's everywhere. That's you know, a fact. You know, every culture, every race. It's yeah. Grandma. Grandma's you know? always telling you, come yeah. to church with me. Grandma's Let's always pray. praying. <laughs> That's a fact. You know That's a saying? fact. So, so she brought you up in the church. Yeah, she brought me up in the church. Actually, my family is Catholic. <sighs> but I became Christian on my own. Like, that's a religion I chose to choose. Yeah. You know? And... It was, it, like I said, you feel me? Like, God has always been in my life. I always believed in God growing up. Yeah. You know? But. Did you feel like he was, in that in the moments that you, you know, you came to Bible study prior to that, like, you felt like, did you feel like you were connected to him through what you were going through at that time, or you felt like it was, it was kind of distant, your relationship with him? When I went there, I was distant. Mm. You know, I went there to draw closer to him. Right. And it's more to like understand him and understand myself. That's really what it was. And that's a deep part, right? That that you just said. Yeah, you know, like back then, like I told you, I was lost. You know, I was going through a lot of stuff, and people where I'm from, people out here was like nobody was fucking with me. You feel me? Mm-hmm. I was going through some shit in the streets. I was going through some shit with the cops, and. Something big happened at that time that changed my life. Mm-hmm. But before that, I always helped everybody, you know, like everyone. And when I went to that church, I was lost. I felt abandoned. Mm-hmm. I was alone. And I felt betrayed. And I kind of like, I felt let down, you know. Especially yeah. by the people that I went the hardest for. So when I went there to meet the new people that I met and let that new joy into my life, mm-hmm. you know, it was a different feeling for me. Yeah. It made me feel comfortable. Like I told you, like I met you and I felt like I knew you for seven years. All right, likewise. You know what I'm saying? Like you didn't judge me because you didn't know me. But even if you knew me, me knowing you now as a person, I know you wouldn't have judged me regardless. Yeah. But, like I said, like, you, your brother, G, you feel me, Randall, everybody, you feel me? It was an honor to go there and be with y'all, you know? And, you know, now, now, it's, we, we've we developed a bond, you know, all of us, you know, so. I don't know if you remember that night we was in my apartment. Sitting there rapping. G like posted a video. Morning, bro. G posted a video I recently about you saw I it, right? You was in there like <laughs> Bro, literally, bro. Oh shit. Dude, that, that he had me crying when he posted that video, bro. He <laughs> had me rolling. 
That was hilarious. That shit brought back hella memories. It did. I it did. Hold you. When I saw that video and I saw that apartment, I was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> like, hold up. Wait a minute, man. Like, that's that's the old spot right yeah. there. That was good times, bro. But the fact that, like, we all just, we gelled together. And then we built that that brotherhood, that friend. And then we still have it, you know, to, yeah. like, you know, crazy how you came in and you felt that way. And now we, we still have this brotherhood. We're still here with yeah. each other, you know, so supporting each other. We're still uplifting each other, encouraging each other. So that, that, that goes to show that godly relationships, you know, they last. You know, it's not about, I always tell people, it's not about being perfect and, coming and having you know a lot of people do that especially in the church you know what i'm saying yeah, that's a fact. try to try to put on a mask and you gotta you gotta put on this persona everybody want to be the tough guy exactly you know what i'm saying but being a tough guy don't get you nowhere mm-hmm. trust me i was a tough guy i trust you <laughs> i know exactly what nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> i trust you because i know exactly what you're talking about and and you know for those that don't know too we're gonna get into that you know um obviously henry's gonna share his own heart about it um, I'm not gonna pull and draw anything that he doesn't want to say. Anything that he does is is free flow, man. Like I told you, bro, this is your mic. You say whatever you want to say. So, you know, to get into that, you you said just going with the flow. <laughs> that's it. Man. That's, that's it. it. That's it. So you you said that um, when you were growing up, your grandmother had you know got around and things like that. When when did that? Between, like, the church thing and then, like, the church thing as in you coming to church, right? Mm-hmm. And me studying the Bible back then when I was a kid, when did it stop? Yeah, like, when when did the journey feel like, like, damn, like, how did I get here? Where did I lose myself type of thing, you know Man, what I'm saying? I, know, I ain't even gonna lie to you, to be honest. It was in high school, uh-huh. you know? It was in high school. I was still, I was still, like, studying the Bible, you know? I would still read it, but... If I'm not mistaken, I tore my right ligament on my ankle. And I used to play baseball. So I always wanted to, like, go to college for that. And when, oh, wow. I, tore, when I tore my ligament, it was a wrap for me. I didn't know that. Yeah, it was a wrap for me, you know. And I was actually pretty good, so it was a wrap for me. And after that, I had to put a cast on my leg for, like, eight months. And after I healed... Try to go back to play again, <clears throat> and I couldn't. I wasn't the same again. Wow. I didn't have the same speed. I didn't have the same strength. And that's when I got addicted to the pills. Mm. When I started taking that for the pain. Mm-hmm. And I started f- liking the feeling. So rather than me strengthening myself to become something better, once the baseball team told me, like, I can't play no more, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, because uh, to them, it's like, oh, you're, like, you're not the liability. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? So it was a wrap after that. I started smoking weed, and then I got into the streets. Because mm. before that, I wasn't I was, I was a street person before that, bro. I ain't going to hold you. Not at all. Nah. I used to go against it. Like, I got homies that was always in the streets, and I used to tell them, like, yo, don't smoke that shit. Yo, get out the streets. Right. But then I got drawn into it. Like, I was a street person, you feel me? I grew yeah. up in that environment. I come from New York. I'm from Brooklyn. And out there, like, my cousins, my family, everything. I'm from the hood, you feel me? So I was always accustomed to that lifestyle. Right. But I never approved of it, mm. you know, because 
I got a father that's in jail. So to me, that shit used to hit me different. And then I hit a certain age where I had to take care of myself as a man. And I caught myself relying on the streets right. to be right. a man. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because you did it. Is it because you felt like you didn't have that that father figure? So you had to kind of pick up the... Nah, I, well, that was a part of it. Mm-hmm. I had a stepdad at the time, too, you feel me? And he used to, like, I fucked with that nigga. He never disrespected me. And he used to take care of my household, my family, my moms. And he supported my baseball career. Mm-hmm. Always, like, always, always there for me. But, like I said, once I hit the streets, I hit a lifestyle that he didn't approve. Mm. So he drew himself away from me. Oh, so you saw a change in that relationship. Yeah, so then, I, like I said, I looked at the situation like, you're not my dad. You feel me? I've only known you a couple of years. So, like, like, who cares? Yeah, like, two or three years, I know you feel me. That shouldn't going to change me, bro. Mm. So I, that's when I went to the streets and I started chilling deeper and deeper. And like I told you, you feel me? I had, I had friends in the streets. I had people that was in the streets, so... It wasn't easy for me to just go down the block. Right. I'm saying I just, I mean, I mean, it was easy just to go down the block. You know what I'm saying? Like, because that's what that's what you're used to. That's what you grew up with. You know. Yeah, but I was just never a part of it until I decided to get in the streets. So you just you just willingly just. Yeah, willingly. You know, like I got kicked out when I was 15, and after that it was a wrap. Like I had to take care of myself. I had to teach myself how to be a man, and that's when I fell into the street life, the gang life, everything, you feel me? Right. And from there on, there was no looking back until I hit that situation in 2020. Hmm. In in that, like, were you, did you feel like you were looking for somebody to kind of be like, yo, to yo, that's honest, not you? Nah, I wasn't looking for somebody to tell me that's not me. I was kind of looking for, like, a, a a figure to follow, like a big homie. Yes, yes. And when I had that figure, my my mans that I looked up to ended up going to jail and doing time for five years. <clears throat> so then I got left behind by myself in the streets. And there was certain shit that we did out there, you know what I'm saying, that got, I had the cat that caught up with me when all my homies got locked up because I lost my best friend. I lost my other mans. I lost my other mans. And then I stood out here alone. But that gave me the, like, strength to go against everything I was going through. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I had to hold it down for the niggas I had locked up. And I did hold it down for any nigga that was locked up until they came home. And when they came home, like, I fed everybody. I was getting money. I put everybody in the position to get money. I took care of everybody. Took care of my whole team. And th- th- that that kind of gave you like like that sense of like you know what like yeah. But when I but when that and the anthem of that happening, I realized that there was never no big homie I found. I became the big homie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's yo. Do, do you see the like the the like the layout of all of this? Like it's like. So, you had your father that, you know, went through whatever he went through. And that's something that you never wanted to to get into when you were young. And then, 
you know, having your stepdad around, you know, you, you and him built the relationship. He was cool because he was, you know, taking care of your family, like you said. And then there came a point where he, he drew away from you. So the, the 15 year old, you was looking for that figure. Yeah, I was looking for that figure. To, I was to, looking for a father. Right. You know I'm saying. Till you became a man. On my own. Of your own. And then not feeling like, you know, I don't know. Yeah, without realizing that I never needed somebody. Do you do you feel like that was a negative or a positive? Like getting to that point and realizing like I I really didn't need anybody. But do you feel like it's a sense of like you know what? I really didn't need a body because nobody was there for me, so I didn't nah, need any of you. No, nah, there, there was certain people there for me. Like right. I said, I was in a relationship back then for 13 years, and I don't knock nobody help. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? This person and her family was there for me. So, better better way to ask that question was, do you feel like your motivation to become or to find that father figure was led by you being upset that there wasn't one around? Yeah, most definitely, because my mother was a single mother, and she didn't, She can't teach me how to be a man. It's a woman. Right. I'm saying she can't teach me how to be a man. So, I had, like I said, I had to go out there and be a man. And the people that I did look up to that I wanted that was supposed to show me the way, right. they all ended up going to jail. Mm. And by the time I realized I was the man, yeah, I didn't need nobody. Wow. But then, what I where I fucked up was that I let that shit get to my head. Right, like well, coming exactly yeah. like you saying that you know you became your own. You know, I felt cool. like I was untouchable and stopped, mm. and that was my downfall. Mm. You know what I'm saying because I wasn't thinking straight. I was going through a lot of shit back then that. My favorite saying back then, my, even people that know me now, they would tell you, like, you know who the fuck I am? That was your saying? That was my shit back then. <laughs> like, when I would go to the club, the parties, I'm on the block, I'm out here. Like, I was outside, bro. Like, I was outside. I'm I'm, I'm Ecuadorian. I'm the only Spanish person that most of these niggas out here fuck with re- mm. respect and shake a hand. You know what I'm saying so mm. for me it was different. Like I wasn't a part of the Spanish crew. Right, right, right. I was a part of like chilling with the streets. Right. You know what I mean, so wow. I'm telling <laughs> you, was, you, my favorite you saying, like my homie, like I'm telling you, my man Ryan would tell you, my sister Mia would tell you, everybody would tell you, my main saying back then was like, "No, the fuck I am." They <laughs> <laughs> gonna hold you, bro. That's what I used to tell niggas. And once, once my homies heard that shit cut out my mouth, mouth, they already knew. I right, that shit, get him out of here. He about to pop somebody. <laughs> I promise you, bro. Yo, you know, you, you know, it's crazy that <clears throat> you you say all this, but every I know every dude in there. It, that's every dude in there. I'm talking like they're in the camera. Every every dude that's watching this, that you know, understands because I understand. I got to that point where you yeah, know, I'm gonna pride. make a few people laugh. You feel me? Because they're like, gonna <laughs> think about like 21 year old Henry. They're not. You feel me? This is 10 years later. <laughs> yeah, 21 year Henry, but like. Bro, I'm, t- I'm talking about like I'll be in the club and I'll be, or even not even in the club, I'll be in the streets anywhere. Mm. If you fucked with me or my homies, my shorty or son, I'll look at you like, you know who the fuck I am, bro. Like, I <laughs> That's be- the first thing they say, like, like, bro, you, you, this basically you giving them a warning yeah, by saying that, like, yeah. yo. 
Like that's my I'm warning point. you right now. You like, like you if, if you mess with, with, if you do something, if this goes left, I hope you know where it's. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean, bro. You know what I mean? That's what I mean by though. Like, at least to let that shit get to my head. <laughs> right. You feel me? Because anybody could just say, you know who the fuck I am. But you know the back end. I, I know the, who the back, I am. Where the I'm backup. From, the backup. They don't know who them. I am. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I know what you mean. But I don't need them to know who I am. Back then, it was just like, I didn't give a fuck if they didn't even know. <laughs> you feel me? Like, I really didn't care if they didn't know who I am, bro. You feel me? I had situations where I go to other towns and parties and shit and get into some big ass situations where people just fucking start popping off. <sighs> Me, but I walk away clean. Like, you ain't never seen me hit the ground or nothing. I walk away clean. I handle mine. Set. <laughs> walk away. <laughs> you know what I mean, bro? I know what you mean. So it's like, I know what you mean. But in a way, I didn't let that shit get to my head, but it was also an advantage and a perk that I had. Especially mm. with the lifestyle that I used to live. I used to, I had to hold that title. Mm. What I was doing. Right. I couldn't let nobody fuck with me. Mm. See, that, that that's that's all the things that come with it too. Yeah, like I told you, I'm Spanish, bro. You feel me? No disrespect, but it's just like I'm Spanish, bro. And a lot of my friends back then were all black. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's like I don't, I didn't want to be black or nothing like that. But but you had to show like okay, I, had to sh- I, I had I just had to show like I'm not no bitch. Mm, you know I mean? like, don't look at me like a bitch because I'm Spanish. I see because you, you bleed and I bleed. Right. You know what I mean, I see what you, you got a mind, I got a mind. Yeah, got a heart, I got a heart. So it ain't no different nothing between what my skin color is light, your skin color black. That yeah. shit don't make it no different. Right. You want to go rob something? I want to rob something. What's different? You want to hold a gun? I want to hold a gun. What's different? You want to gang bang? I want to gang bang. What's Oof. different? Ladies and gentlemen, you know what I'm saying like it ain't no different, bro. This is the, don't worry, don't worry. He's not like this anymore. This is just <laughs> nah, nah. This ain't me now. Like this is definitely not me now. I guarantee you that to the max. Man, wow, but like. I completely understand what you're saying be, about having to, because every man got a sense of pride, you know, having to be like, you know, I'm I'm that man, you know, the alpha, the alpha male, and then, you know, having to stand your ground, having to, and how much more when, when you're at, you know, because I know, I know deeper than you know people well, hearing people and listening right now, right. And I was so, one of them. I let my pride get to me back then. Oof. Man, we just getting started. It's about to get. It's about to get deep. Yeah, nah, it's about it's to gonna get, get good. It's gonna get good. We'll be back. Stay. Stay tuned. All right, so bro, that Talk was to me. that was just that was just a, a a little taste, right? A little, a little, a little sun, bit, sun. right? A little bit of what what was uh, going on and. <clears throat> I know you want to dive a little deeper into that, so the floor is yours, bro. So, what from everything, right? I know that was bits of like I mentioned before, what happened um, after you know you kind of lost your not lost your relationship, but you kind of you know drifted away from God and stuff, right? So, fast forward because you mentioned twenty twenty. More like what happened to me that made me go seek again. Right. Sound okay. Like that, you exactly. Know what I'm exactly. Because then you you came you came looking for God. So there there was a need. Like there was a point that your your yeah your back was yeah, yeah. Your back was against the wall. Right. Definitely against the wall. Okay. So like, if you the floor is yours, you know what I'm saying like all right, 
I'm back in like 2020, like we spoke about, I was going through some depressing shit, but my breakup back then was <clears throat> just a little piece of it. I was really going through some of the streets where I got accused of murder, and my face was all over Facebook, and people was actually posting my mother's home address so they could come kill me, or the cops come look for me, and... That right there changed my life. Because it's like, I knew I was a street nigga. And I know what I go through. Mm. Whatever happened that day happened. Whatever happened, happened. But that situation, when I saw my face in the news, my face on social media, cops putting a reward for my for my arrest, people looking for me, wow. it, it was a... It was different. It hit me different. Because I'm like, I'm in the cut, you feel me? I'm looking at all this shit through my phone. I'm looking at everything. And I'm seeing what people saying about me. And now people's true colors is coming out. People that I helped. People that I was there for. Especially people that don't even know me, you know? Females. Niggas. Grandmas. Aunts. Uncles. Yeah. I'm talking about a post with my face. Being posted out there, talking about it. This is another person, a part of my brother's killing. Mm. Putting my name in my government. <clears throat> and under that is people commenting and saying they know where my mother lived. They're like, he lives over here. But I didn't live there. I left my mother's house when I was 15 years old. Right. In 2020, I was 28. Wow. Yeah. Like, I never went back home. So people was like putting my mom in danger. Right. You know, so at that time it's like, all right, I gotta go hard. Cause I'm not gonna let just anybody threaten my home. Mm. You know? Mm -hmm. So I had to do what I had to do to take care of home. Right. But I wasn't able to do it the same I was able to do it when I didn't have that situation. Oh, right. So it was different for me. Because, I, like I told you, I was alone. I was betrayed. And I was abandoned mm -hmm. by 85% of the people that I was fucking with out of 100. And those 85% of the people taught me how to stay strong alone. Because 85% of those people I helped. I helped them get money. I helped niggas eat. I used to give niggas my couch to sleep when they had nowhere to go. And that's facts. Ain't no nigga gonna deny that shit out there. I wasn't your average person, bro. But when I saw these people go against me, it changed me. And when I saw the person that I was with for 13 years go against me, it changed me. Hmm. But at the same time, I fell in love with somebody new at that time. Somebody who I adore, somebody who became my heart, somebody I'd do anything for. And that's the person I'm with now. We might have our ups and downs, but that person made me realize what I was doing 
and had to stop. And you know, they always say out there, a nigga gonna change for the female that you want. Hmm. They're not gonna change just because you tell them. Right. I was with somebody for 13 years and never changed. I met somebody and did a whole 360 in two years of my life. Wow. And that's love. Mm-hmm. But love ain't perfect. It's ups and downs in that. You know what I'm saying? But when I met her and we went through our own situations, it made me realize, like, all right. I need to become a better man for this person. Right. I need to change my ways. I got to stop doing what I do. So when I went to the church and I met everybody, I hesitated for a while because, you feel me, Pam, you feel me, shout out Pam, you feel me, but she used to tell me, like, yo, pull up. She knew what I was going through because she knew, like, she would see this shit on the Facebook and the news and she was, like, she knew who I was in town. Oh, wow. So, like, but she never judged me. So she would still braid my hair. And she would tell me, like, yo, I feel like what you're seeking for is God. Mm-hmm. And that's when she gave me the address. Because right. I texted her one day, like, yo, I think I want to go. Like, like, it's time. And she was happy. She was like, damn, I can't believe, like, I couldn't, I can't believe the person that's texting me right now asking me to go to church, right. to this Bible study. You should have, you should have been there <clears throat> the week prior to her introduction to you. <laughs> it was, it was like, she was like, I have somebody who I would never have thought would text me and tell me that he wants to come to Bible study. And we, she, she mentioned that you guys would talk here and there. When you guys, you know, when you were getting your hair done and stuff like that, you guys would talk here and there about God and um, how you would sometimes, like, at first you were just listening to her. You were just listening. Yeah, to her. I used to just listen. Yeah. She would tell me, like, yo, like, you're not a bad person. Yo, you're, not, you're not what people make you out to be. Yeah. I'm like, you're not. I'm not. You got to get to know me. And then, she, like, yo, she would always tell me, yo, come, come, come. I don't know, man. It was just that one day. I had to go. And I just went. You you just felt it in your heart? Yeah, I felt it in my heart. I felt... I felt God telling me I had to go. I felt God telling me, like, this ain't your home, but come home. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is where you need to be right now. Right. And... It was a risk I took. People made fun of me because I was a gangster in these streets. I was out here playing with guns, fighting a murder case. So my friends would make fun of me like, yo, look at this nigga trying to change his life out of a you a God person. But they're not going through what I'm going through. They're not feeling how I feel. It ain't they facing the news for murder. It ain't they mom house in danger. They For them, it's easy because I was the one handling all the problems. Not them. But to me, it was different. Because I was the one handling the problems. I had to find solutions. And when I ran out of solutions, that's when I had to seek. I had to seek for that father figure I've been seeking my whole life. 
was calling me yeah. through Pam to come. Yeah. Oh, man, that's beautiful. <laughs> I ain't even gonna bullshit. I'm dead ass, bro. Yeah, yeah, no. I, I seen it firsthand, bro. I, I, I seen it unravel itself. How did you, how did you feel, you know, <clears throat> when you, when you knew like, all right, you know, I need, I need God in this moment. You, you went to, you were obedient to the call when you went to, yeah. to the church. And how then, did I feel once I got there? Yeah, got there. And then what also. made me come back? Yeah, you kept coming back. I didn't speak to you until like maybe my sixth time being there, yeah, bro. Right. I was always quiet. You're right. I would just sit in the back and be quiet yeah. and listen. But I, I just loved, man. I love seeing you, man. I love seeing you show up. Love seeing you come, man. And just it was just like I said, bro. Your your presence there was you. You were so quiet, just chill, like you said in the beginning. But you could sense that, like. You knew, like, this is where I got to be right now. And yeah. You just, you just kept coming back. Yeah, I kept coming back. I would listen to what your brother would say. I listened to what you would say. And what's that other boy that would always speak to? Damn. I know G spoke, Garrett spoke. Nah, nah, um, nah it wasn't him. It was some other dude, man. What was he? What? what? Oh, Jonathan? Nah, 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 nah. Um, trying to think. Ah. <sighs> What was he? Was he white, black? No, he was black. He was black. Josh. Yes. Josh. Okay. I would, yeah. I would listen to what he would say sometimes. Uh-huh. And it was like it was interesting some of the things that he say uh-huh. and some of the things you say. So I related to it and it made me come back because it had me questioning myself the next day. Uh-huh. And I couldn't find the answer unless I went back. <laughs> so I, 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 I got to go back until I get this answer. <laughs> right. And when I got the answer, it's when I knew, like, all right, that was my challenge. Yeah. God gave me the challenge to see if I was coming back or if I was going to bullshit. Mm. If okay. it was for real. Yeah, or if if yeah. is it for real or do I just want attention mm. because of what I'm going through? Whoa. You know what I'm saying? That's deep, yo. Do I really, am I really here because I want God to help me? Or is it because I really want attention in it? Dang, that's you know what I'm saying. Like, that's how I felt back then. Oh, shit. Wow. And then I came to the conclusion that that's where God wanted me to be. Mm-hmm. The night that we all hung out yeah. is when I knew. Is when I knew that there was a different me in me. Because when I hung out with y'all, we weren't talking about selling drugs. Uh-huh. We weren't talking about getting money. We weren't talking about robbing. We weren't talking about killing. We were simply just chilling. Having fun. Four <laughs> bros just chilling, hanging <laughs> out, no stress. I remember we, I, uh, when we came in, you had that money bag yo song on. <laughs> He was like, what yo, shout out money bag, yo. Shout out money bag. That's the homie right there. Stop playing with him. You had that money bag, yo, song. And um, it was so funny. I, you, you, you don't know this part. 
uh, when we left, when we left and I, I was driving home, Randall and I were chilling in the car. We were like, yo, what's that song? <laughs> Yo, what's that song Henry was playing, bro? That song was lit, bro. The beat, everything. And then, <laughs> tell me why I was in car. was like, to me, to a lower level. <laughs> the, 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 all my people at the lower level. level. Yeah. That's how I felt back then, you know what I'm saying? And I knew, I knew, I knew that's how you felt because we talked when we had, you know, we had a time when we went over your house that we, we, we just got really intimate and we got deep and we started talking, sharing our hearts with each other. Yep. And, they clicked too with that song and it, it was deep because it, it literally exemplified everything that, you know, that you were dealing with at that time in that moment. Right. And I could see when we came in and it was playing, I could see how like you related to it so much. And I, I know he's, yeah. your, he's your favorite artist, right? Yeah. Anybody <laughs> yeah, who know me, know money back <laughs> my favorite artist. Yeah, I could like, tell. I could tell. That's my bro. man's right there. And and it's 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 true, bro. Like we we relate to that because it's like man, when especially if, especially if you've been in that situation. I know a lot of people listen to rap now, and a, people listen to you know, but not a lot of people have actually lived it and nah. actually lived and can actually really say like, yo, what this rapper is rapping about. I I could relate to this because I know how they're feeling. And I know where they're coming from. Not a lot of people could do that. Nah, it's hard. Yeah. I'm saying it's hard, but that money bag, like, I connect with money bag. Like, money bag got me through some shit when I was going through my hard depression time, mm -hmm. struggling time, locked up times. You feel me? Like, I listen to him and just, that's it. I get in my mode, bro. I get in that mode where, you know, going back. Like, the beast is unleashed. That's oh, I go whoa, out. I whoa, I'm about that. <laughs> So that leads me to my next question too. That leads me to my next question. With with that music too, right? Do you feel like cuz I mean, let me let me give you a little uh testimony that will lead up to the question. When I used to listen heavy to like Little Dirk, not the Little Dirk that everybody's listening to now. I'm talking, I'm talking about, about that savage during yeah, that like, eight, like, you feel me? That 300 like, Yeah, yeah like this ain't about. what you want. Like, this ain't what you want. Like Bang Bros. Yeah, like those days. About, so when when I used to when I used to listen to that, and this this was like you know this was when part of it was when my relationship with the Lord was like here and there. It wasn't really I wasn't really hundred percent committed, and part of it was when I wasn't even going to church yeah. so i know when i would listen to it it's funny because she was like yo it get me in that mood it's same so like i was saying when mm -hmm. i would use when i used to listen to that type of music it would put me in that mood like like you mentioned and i, I would know deep within myself like this is not this is not you you know this is this is this isn't the kevin because it would make me want to you know, kind of do reckless things. You know, what, what, what they talk about in rap? Talk about women, right? They talk about, you know, smashing this one, smashing that one, doing this, doing that. And then it's like, you know, maybe maybe this is the way, you know, like to, to be the alpha male. This is, you know, get that feeling. You, you what you what? telling me right now is what you got out of Playboy. <laughs> <laughs> but... <laughs> Yes, the old, the old, the old brother, you old Ken, the old breath. You ain't telling me that shit drew you to the streets. You talk about being a little playboy. Hey man, hey listen, 
Listen, listen. I plead the fifth. I'm my, <laughs> so I plead the fifth, brother. <laughs> yeah, old Breffa was a little wild, man. And and for those that know how how I was, yeah, that music it made me. It gave me that 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 feeling of like you mentioned earlier, having to be like, yo, you know, you know who, you know who the I am, you know I you. Am. And you, and you ever you ever get in that mood that you like. You're just anywhere in public. You're just walking somewhere in public and you just see another dude and, but you just mean mugging like who can mean mug yeah, the hardest? Because <laughs> you feel like you need that respect yeah, you feel everywhere like, you go. Right, because you like... You feel, bro. Right, and you're like... Especially you're like, if you with a female you with, you got to show that you that alpha. You with an alpha, shit. like who the big dog over yeah, here? You know what I'm I saying? Like, you feel, trust and, me. And that's, that's that type of... And I feel like part of it also came through listening to that music and, and you know, kind of... And, and it's crazy to say that. It's, it even sounds crazy to say that, you know? But, but, like, I truly believe, in general, music have spirits behind it. There's an influence behind music oh, that, you know, whether you whether you realize it or not, it's influencing you in some sort of way. That's a fact. You know, so that's why it's so, it's, it's so important that we are careful what we take in, what we listen to, what we watch, because whether you know it or not, it's influencing you. It, whether it's, it's a negative in a negative way or in a positive way, a lot of people don't realize that music influenced them. Right, you know that's that's the thing. Yeah, I'm going through a situation in my life where I feel like social media and music has influenced somebody to treat me a certain type of way. Mm, currently, right now. Currently, right now, <laughs> as, as we, we speak. speak. And we said that at the same time. What's <laughs> up, really? I'm saying so, like, <laughs> and I've known this person for too long. Mm. To know how they think and how they feel. Mm. See that now that's different. You know what I'm saying? That so hits it's different. like when I know you and I know you to the bottom from your head to your toes, no one's son's wrong. Right. You know what I mean? I know when son's up. Uh-huh. But it's like, how am I gonna handle it? Mm. Because it ain't the first time, it ain't the second time. Oh, that that you realize that it ain't third time, mm. it ain't the fourth time. I like how you're saying that time. It ain't the fifth time either. <laughs> you know what I'm saying it's like more like the eighth time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So how, how you saying how are you gonna react to it? How do you feel like you have to react to that? Now there is no reaction. I like this. You see, this is the this is the this is the Henry of today. Forget everything, yeah. and not forget everything we're talking about. Love, but look, this is this is the maturity, this is the growth that you're seeing right now. Nah, but there is no reaction. Right. Yeah, I might have my two cents and what I gotta say, but from what I used to be, right. and how I used to act, right. ain't no reaction. Yeah. I might have to change the way I speak and what I say sometimes now, but as far as actions, mm-hmm. it ain't no more actions. Yeah. Now so, I yeah. think. You know what I'm saying I think, but that's God making me think. You know what I'm saying you said it yourself. That's God making me think mm-hmm. because the devil would tell me. You know what I'm saying? Like I heard some real shit, bro. If you do what you do, it's because you're doing the devil's work. Mm-hmm. But if you do what you do and feel guilty. That's God's work. Explain that. 
or say I do something. Could be fucked up, could be drunk, could be anything. Without thinking. I'll do it. Mm-hmm. I let my emotions get to me. I let my f- integrity get to me. I let my pride get to me. So I do certain things without thinking. But now, I don't do those things. I think, and I know that that person behind that has a guy. Uh, what, 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 you're, what, you're, what I'm getting that you're clearly saying is, is conviction. When you do something that you know that it's not you, it's not the real you. And God convicts you of it. I wouldn't say the real you, but it ain't the you now. Right. So the you now, would you mean that it's the it's the you of like the growth in you? Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, so I feel like we're on the same page, we're just saying it differently. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. But, but the growth within you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. You realize that certain things you used to do. You can't do anymore. Mm-hmm, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. But a lot of people find that hard. Right. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people find it hard. I found it hard. It took me to, like I, like I said, it took me to turn 28 to realize I had to change. Wow. Now, per se, if what didn't happen to me, yeah, would I have changed? Mm. I don't know. Wow. I don't know. Because I only changed because of what happened to me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Before that, life was lavish. Yeah. Shit was Gucci. But if what happened to me didn't happen to me, mm. would have I changed? But guess what? Now I'm going through certain things that are attacking me the same way things back then hit me. So now I'm wow. realizing that that change was meant to be. Wow. Because it's a it's a new person now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What attacked me before can't attack me now. Mm. What hurt me before, it can't hurt me now. What I felt embarrassed about, I'm not embarrassed about no more. Yeah. What I was ashamed about. I'm not ashamed anymore. <laughs> this is good. This is good. And and the growth, like, even what you're going through right now, even that is still shaping you. Because then when when the sharpening happens, then you'll look back and be like, that was meant to happen for that, this to happen. That's what got you to the point of where you are now. What you do when you sharpen a uh, pencil? You gotta sharpen to get to the point, right? Right. That's what I'm doing with life. I'm sharpening myself as a man to get to the point. Mm. But what happens after the point? You tell me. What happens after the point? None of us know. Yeah. We all reach a level in life. Yeah. That we don't know what happens next. I feel like the sharpening never stops. Cause think about it, right? It doesn't. No, it does stop because the pencil stops. Eventually. Eventually. Eventually, yeah. But that's the time like, where your time is to leave this earth. Right, when your time is up. But till while we're here on this earth, 
just as a pencil always needs to be sharpened to be, you know, when you write, it's sharper and it's clearer because it gets dull. Mm-hmm. Every time you use a pencil, it'll get dull. And then you got to go back, sharpen it, right? Yep. Ooh, that analogy. Boy. I'm telling you, bro. That's how like this, man. Sharpen your Dang, that was up. good. That was good. Y'all better sharpen up. Mm. You little boys out here stressing about females, sharpen up. Y'all stressing about who's beside y'all, sharpen up. Mm. You stressing about if the gang gonna help you, sharpen up. Mm. You trying to be the tough guy of your crew, sharpen up. Long run, when you turn my age, all that shit you sharpen for, it ain't there. Mm. But the point and the point is you. <laughs> that ass, bro. I'm telling you from experience. Wow. All the all of that trying to be the man and all it like what what was the point, right? Now when feel? I when I look back at it now, what was the point? Like what what were you trying to prove? No, I knew what I was trying to prove. But what I didn't know was was I happy with the outcome? Mm. You know what I'm saying? You know, I feel like it goes back to what you're saying too, like all of that though, God knew, right? And it was all necessary for all of that to happen. Because look at how look at how you're talking now, bro. Look at look at the maturity, look at the growth in your life now, realizing things, understanding things. And Mind I, you, it's our third time doing this, yo. Took me three times to get to this. <laughs> it ain't nothing wrong with keep going to you gotta get to mm-hmm. get to. That's good. That's good. I got to ask you, with everything, too, like, do you feel, do you feel like there's lingering, like, unforgiveness with anything? Because I know you mentioned, like, you know, betrayal, and you feeling abandoned by people that you actually generally, you know, gave your all to. Do you feel like in your heart there is, or do you feel like God is dealing with that right now and healing you from Half and half. Mm. I feel like there's certain things that linger there. And I know there's certain things that God is making me realize. Right. But you know what comes with realization? Pain. Mm. But a lot of people can't face that fact. A lot of people can't deal with pain. When people hear the word pain, they automatically assume hurt. Mm. But sometimes pain can make you open your eyes up. Yeah. Pain can make you stronger. Pain can make you wiser. Right, right. Pain can take you a lot further. But it's the way how you think. Mm. But you won't be able to get to that thinking until you get to that point with God. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because when you start thinking like that as a human being, it's because you got another figure you listen to. It's not a human being. Most people won't relate to that because a lot of people out in the world don't believe in God. Right. 
But when you go through certain things like how I did in life, you still sitting in this room. There is a God. There is a God. <sighs> There's more definitely a God out there. Yo, I, I love you, brother, man. Love you too, bro. I love you, bro. Seriously, man. You, you, like, you're, you're so real. You're so real. You're so, you're, you're true to who you are. You don't, you don't, you don't try to, you know, show something that you're not. You're, you're, you're honest. Why would I show something I'm not? Did Jesus Christ show something he's not? Or did he die for who he is? I love you, man. Nah, that's, <laughs> yeah, but that's a I'm fact. I'm dead yeah. ass, bro. Yeah. I'm dead ass. Nah. Now you fact. see where my mind really at. Yeah. Especially because, like I told you before, drunk words is so many thoughts. Mm. Dude, even, even like... The the way that you are realizing is it's, it's it's amazing to me that you know even talking about pain right, um, and the first thing that I thought about when you said pain can make you stronger, I instantly thought of the gym right. You know, it, it sometimes doesn't feel very comfortable to work out. You know, your body's sore sometimes, and you're feeling pain, and you know. You might be weak on one side of your left hand and your right hand, you know, whatever. You feel pain when you're working out. But in the long run, it's going to make you more fit. It's going to, you're going to look more enhanced. You're going to look better. You're going to feel better. But is that really going to make you feel better? In the sense of like. I'm telling you, from, you used to see me in the gym every day. Yeah. But if, I, if I'm real with you. It didn't make me feel better. Right. It, it was an escape, right? It, not more of an escape. More of a get back. Because the person who I was going for the gym for. Mm. Okay. I was trying to make them see like, All right, this is this is this is me now. This is what you lose. And not every male is gonna admit to something like that. Right. But I'll be real with you. When you see a nigga at the gym, it's not because he it's not because he wanna get fit, it's because he got his heart broken. Most of the time. No, there's we talk about eighty five percent of the time. <laughs> I I this is what I when I when I started working out <clears throat> I started working out because I felt like I was so lost I Last there there you, has to be. The last time you told me you was about to work out is when you was going to work out with that dude and you was going to go into like 60 days going ham. Right, 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 now, right. How did that make you feel? Did, did what, what you told me you was trying to accomplish after you accomplished it, did it make you feel what you wanted to feel? No, not not fully. Right, like the full satisfaction of it. No. Exactly. It's, there it goes. And I, and, I, and, and I don't disagree with you because I agree with the fact that you, you said something when you said that earlier too. You said it depends on the perspective, the yeah. person. So pain, like you, like you said, people could look at it like, you know, pain can make you stronger. Pain could, people could also look at it as like the it's, worst thing ever, right? Like an escape. And exactly. So like, even like the gym thing, right? Everybody has a different perspective of like, yo, maybe I just want to look good 
when I take my shirt off. Yeah. Maybe or maybe I'm just got my heart broke. Right, exactly. And it's perspective. Or maybe I get I, the people make fun of me. You don't know why people are there at right. the gym. And then at the end of it, like you said, to bring it all together mm-hmm. is like, well, all of that, all of the reasoning that we're all in the gym for, all different reasons, right? All in, does it really gonna fulfill anything? Whatever the reason is. No. You can get as big as you want. You can get as built as you want. But unless you know the real meaning to going to get... The whole point of going to the gym is to get mentally strong, not physically. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's a good point. That's really the whole point of going to the gym. Right. Anybody could get big. You could get big and still have that little mindset. Yeah. What, what grew in you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Your muscles that's going to be soggy by the time you're 65. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? You just reminded me of a scripture. The Bible talks about about weightlifting. The Bible says it's good to, you know, be physically in shape, but how better it is to be spiritually. Exactly, bro. It's, it's worth much more than that. That's what I'm telling you. Bro. I'm, yeah. I'm telling you because I used to go to the gym trying to look better, hoping that. The person I wanted would want me more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I realized that I was going to the gym just because I wanted to go to the gym. Mm-hmm. I wanted to do it for me. You, know you had saying? to. You had to realize that. Yeah, I had to realize that it didn't happen one, two, three days. It happened like three, four months after that. You know what I'm saying? Like I had to realize that me going to the gym. Wasn't just me trying to go to the gym looking better for somebody, mm-hmm. nor myself. I was going to the gym because I had to get mentally focused. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people don't look at that situation like that, no. and I don't knock them down. You know, of what I'm saying everybody not. got their not. own perspective of why they go to the gym. You know what I'm saying? But I just feel like the main perspective of going to the gym and the reasoning is to like get your mind right. Right. If you guys are reading between the lines of what we're talking about, I hope y'all not thinking, oh, they're talking about the gym. It's deeper than that. <laughs> That's deeper. Fact. If it's you read, if you read in between the lines, it's right deeper now. than that. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, anybody to go to the gym and get big, but if you're not getting big mentally, your peace is not getting big. If your peace is not getting big, your money ain't getting big. <laughs> <laughs> and we go, and we gonna take a break right off of that though. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Thank you so much for like sharing your heart, open up your heart. You know, this is something that you wanted to do. And, you know, by the grace of God, you did it so gracefully. And I know so many people are going to be blessed by this. But before we close out, I have to ask you, what would the Henry of today say to 15 year old Henry that left the house? The opportunity to meet face to face. To not leave the house. Mm. But then to leave the house. Half of me tells me not to leave the house. But then half of me tells me I had to leave. Mainly because of what I was going through. I was 15. Entering a new world. And I already saw my mom suffer. 
because my dad was a part of that world. So that's what made me leave and not speak to my mom two years later. I don't regret anything, but if I was to tell myself, if I, if I looked at me right now and my 15-year-old was in front of me, mm-hmm. I would tell him, leave and do it the right way. You know what I'm saying? Like, just do it the right way. There's plenty of other people out there in the world that have come to this country at the age that I left my mother's house and have made something out of themselves. So I can't sit there and say, if I left at that age, I will fail. If I fail, it's because of me. But I luckily, with the grace of God, you know what I'm saying? I didn't fail. I didn't fail. So I would tell myself to keep going and just make wiser decisions. That's it. That's what I would tell myself. Keep going and make wiser decisions. But I don't regret nothing I went through. Yeah. Nothing. Not one bit. It made me who I am today, the man I am today. That's my past made me that. So, nah. I wouldn't tell myself change anything. I would only tell myself make better decisions. I love that. I love that. And to anybody who's listening, what would you have to say to anybody who's listening to this podcast? What I tell somebody who came to me younger and asked me, like, yo, how did you do it? Anybody, anybody you feel like, any or anything that's on your heart right now that you just want to say to anybody. Honestly, I would tell somebody just be themselves, you know. There's a lot of young, young kids growing up seeking for that figure. I know because from experience, nothing has changed. What I went through back then. It ain't nothing changed now for those kids this age. So what they feel and what they go through, I feel. My advice to them is just take the risk. Because a lot of people fail in life now because they're afraid to take the risk. That risk comes to sacrifice mm-hmm. you gotta be willing to sacrifice the risk for you to make it to the next level and once you reach that level you would understand why you had to do what you did to get to that level mm-hmm. unless you do what you have to do to get to that level you're not gonna understand it you know what I'm saying All Right. you're always gonna be stuck in that position where you asking yourself do I do this do I do that you might do something for somebody else. You might do something for this person. But is you doing it for yourself? Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Right. So unless you're willing to do stuff for yourself, you're never going to get nowhere. You could go gangbang for some nigga. What happens with gangbanging? You got a big homie. What happens if you go to jail? Big homie not there. 
your mother is. So a lot of these kids got to start really realizing their purpose in this world. Mm. Whether if they don't got no mom, whether if they don't got no dad, because I know there's people out there without family, you know? Right. I've been in the hood. I got homies that got nothing. And my advice to my homies that got nothing, I always told them, you got nothing, you better go make something. You ain't got no family, you better go make a family. You ain't got no money, you better go make some money. You know what I'm saying? It's all a choice, bro. Yeah. It's a choice within ourselves. If we fail, it ain't nothing wrong with failing. Because if you don't fail, you ain't trying. That's a fact. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But what comes with failure is realization. You better realize when you fail what you got to do the next time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To get back up. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like these kids nowadays are lost. Especially with the music. Yeah. But don't let that music get to y'all. Who's going to sit with you when you're doing that bit? Nobody. Who going to send you money for your food in there? Nobody. I'm saying a lot of people think, yeah, my man's got me. He going to hold me down. No, your man's don't got you. Nigga, your man's going to go fuck your bitch while you locked up. That's facts. Ain't nobody got you when you in there. Not even your shorty, nigga. When you in there, it's when you realize. I ain't going to hold you. When I was locked up, you know what I did? It's on everything. I wrote the whole scripture to the Our Father. And I'll say that shit with you, you feel me? Our Father, who are in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive our trespasses. We forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. And I wrote that on the wall. I was in a holding cell quarantine for seven days before I hit pop. And I wrote that on the wall. Mm. Then I went to pop. And I was Gucci. And guess what happened to me when I was in pop? I'm sitting here finding a gun case. Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. I'm talking about out of nowhere in the middle of a jail. Locked up, no air, a ladybug, <laughs> a motherfucking like ladybug appears up in front of me upside my light, and the next day the ladybug's still there, and I had my man, yo shout out my man J Money, Asian nigga, come, and he tells me, yo Ree, you going home, you going home bro. Ladybug, that's good luck. Now, we're talking about locked up in a jail. And why the fuck is there a ladybug in front of my light? That ladybug stayed with me for three days before I went to court. I fed lettuce to that ladybug. The lettuce them niggas would give me for my lunchtime. I was putting it right there, see if she ate it, and she was eating it. (laughs) 
Because the next morning, me and my bunkies would wake up and look at like, we were, we was excited, like, oh, yeah, that shit was in. We were so fast and like, all oh, this shit in, this shit in. And my man's tell me, yo, Ree, you going home, man. You going home. God got you. Bro, I go to court. I went to court with nothing because I had no money for no lawyer. But the person I loved, the person I admire, she got me a lawyer. And she brought me home with this lawyer. Because the lawyer came to me that day and told me, like, this is what we're going to do when you're coming out. That's what I did. You know what I'm saying? But that ladybug was with me in that jail for like three, four days before I went to court. And guess what happens when I came back from court and I told niggas I was going home? It was all arguing. Like, nah, give me that ladybug. That shit coming <laughs> with me for night. Nah, fuck that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was crazy, bro. It was crazy. You know what I'm saying? It was crazy, bro. But that ladybug was God. Felt like that was that was like like life because of creation like God yeah. made like life in the in in a place that seems so dark in a place that seems like there's no hope. No, that is a place where there is no hope. Yeah. That is a place where it is dark, bro. You're sitting in a cell all day to the guards is coming to what do count? Put a flashlight on you, make sure you in cell. The fuck you going, nigga? You in a cell? Where you going? You disturbing my sleep to check if I'm asleep. So a lot of people can't relate to them unless they go in there. You know what I'm saying? Like, and once you in there, it's a different lifestyle, bro. I'm telling you from experience. I'm telling you for a fact. It's a different lifestyle once you in there. It ain't the same as out here. It's not the same, bro. At all. Like, you, like certain people would just. They won't know until they really experience that. I got homies that experience that. They know they know how I feel. They could relate. But what I could tell you is that I ain't got no homie that ever had ladybug by them side. <laughs> <laughs> no cat, I can't tell you not one nigga that told me they had a ladybug by their side. That ladybug was my god. She brought me home. I went to court the next day, and the judge said, all right, I'm going to let you go home. I looked at that bitch like, what? Say less. I'm about to go feed this bitch some lettuce. <laughs> oh, man. That's how I was feeling back then, bro. Like, I had to feed my fucking ladybug some lettuce. Cat. But I, I, I see, I definitely see the... <clears throat> the the reasoning and the correlation behind it of of why you know you were like you know seeing that and you were like wow i definitely see and understand where you're coming from with that man bro like i just just you know talking to you and everything bro like like i said you've grown and matured so much and there's so much more obviously in in you and there's so much more that god is going to work in you um, in in myself and anybody else who's listening, because that's you know that's the God we serve. That God, He's a faithful God. He's a just God. He's a good God. He's a good Father, 
And, you know, um, you mentioned, you mentioned God several times and talking about, you know, how, you know, going to him and, and I know it's not easy, you know, I know it's, it's not easy, but like you said, you said something so pivotal. You said it's a choice, right? And everything that we do is a choice. And even in our relationship with God, the time that you want to spend with God, the time that you want to, you know, like, God, I want to pray right now. I want to read my word. That's a choice. That's all a choice that we choose, you know? And like, like you said earlier too, like God came and spoke to your heart and God does that because he loves us, you know? Mm -hmm. So for anybody who's listening, wherever you are, you know, um, Henry is a living testimony of God's faithfulness and God's goodness, you know, that he will never let you go, you know, even from your younger ages to Henry's grandmother talking to him about God and, and you know, always mentioning God to him, to him rem remembering and being like, you know, yo, God is tugging at my heart right now. I got to go seek him, you know, all of that. So God will never, ever forget his children. He's a faithful guy. He's a good God, bro. I just want to thank you, bro, for sharing your heart. And I just want to thank you, bro, for 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 everything, bro. I really appreciate you, man. I know you're texting right now. <laughs> I, got you. I, got you. I appreciate you coming, bro. Love you, bro. Love you, bro. Love you, bro. Love you. This was your last opportunity to really listen to some real shit, man. You young boys out there, get out them streets. That shit not worth it. You females out there, don't fall for no bullshit. Mm. I used to be bullshit. There's better shit out there for ya. And now he is amazing. <laughs> yes, we're gonna leave on that <laughs> on that good note. <laughs> Peace out, and remember, remember. Everybody has a story to tell, whether we whisper or yell. Till next time. Peace. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. If you enjoyed that episode, make sure you subscribe for future episodes and feel free to rate and review. For more information and ways to support, check out our website at abreathwithbrefo.com.